بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد باب الحث عن الأكل من عمل يده والتعفف به عن السؤال والتعرض للإعطاء قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فإذا قضيت الصلاة فانتشروا في الأرض وابتغوا من فضل الله واذكروا الله كثيرا لعلكم تفلحون ونبي عبد الله الزبير بن العوام رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لأن يأخذ أحدكم أحبله ثم يأتي الجبل فيأتي بحزبة من حطب على ظهره فيبيعها فيكف الله بها وجهه خير له من أن يسأل الناس أعطوه ومنعه رواه البخاري as we mentioned introduction of this chapter which deals with the encouragement to acquire one's livelihood on the basis of the effort of one's hands in other words to make one's own effort to earn one's livelihood abstinence from asking and begging from others and encouragement to spend upon others as we mentioned one verse of the quran imam nawawi rahimahullah brought about in the introduction of this chapter wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when the salah is completed referring to the salatul jumu'ah then disperse or spread out in the land and seek from the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in other words make an effort to earn your livelihood and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala excessively so that you are successful in other words your engagement in earning your livelihood should not make you ghafil or negligent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's remembrance and adhering to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in earning that livelihood. As we mentioned, earning one's livelihood is not something that is separate from shariat and deen. In fact, it is an integral part of shariat and deen. Some people have this mindset that Islam advocates that one should devote oneself totally and completely to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sense of ibadat only and stay away from the dunya completely. One of our kabri and our elders, Azamah Ibrahim Sahib, down Barakatuh, he mentions very often in his bayans, he says that we are not advocating or Islam does not advocate that you remove earning your livelihood from your life and you only devote yourself to the masjid or to striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do nothing else besides that. He says a very great part of our deen and shariat are these ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa which we are discussing. Likewise, the verses of the Qur'an which advocate earning one's livelihood. Now if you say to someone that doesn't sit in the masjid 24 hours a day, and don't earn any livelihood, don't, don't engage in any worldly activity. Then he says, in reality, what are, you, what are you doing? This huge section of shariat, all these verses of the Qur'an, which have to do with earning one's livelihood, all these ahadith of Rasulullah wasallam, which have to do with that, in reality, you are saying to this person that don't practice upon any of this. Sit in the masjid the whole day. So this great body and part of shariat, will be put on one side and amal will not take place on that. So in reality, Islam does not advocate 
want to become a hermit. What Islam advocates is that in earning your livelihood, in interacting with society, in interacting with your family, bring alive the command of Allah in the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And those activities themselves will become ibadat and they will earn you your akhirat and earn you your jannat, etc. The first hadith, in fact, before the hadith, this verse of the Qur'an, فَإِذَا قُضِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ That when the salah of Jummah is complete, then spread it out in the earth and seek the fadl, the virtue, the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is one saying of the salaf salihin They used to say, and بَعْدِ salaf مَنْ بَاعَ وَاشْتَرَى بَعْدَ الْجُمُعَةِ بَارَكَ اللَّهُ لَهُ سَبْعِينَ مَرَّةِ that person who engages in trade, buying and selling after the Salah of Jumu'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless him and give him barakah 70 times. This is not a hadith, but this is a saying of the salaf salihin Nevertheless, the first hadith which Imam Nawi rahimahullah introduces in this chapter, the narrator of the hadith is a sahabi, Abu Abdullah Zubair bin Awam, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, we discussed some history of the Sahabi, but just briefly, Zubair bin Awam is one of the, what we call, one of the Ashara and Mubashara. Those ten Sahaba, which, who in one majlis were given the glad tidings of Jannah by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and it is the consensus of the ulama that they are what we may call the top ten Sahaba. So amongst them was Zubair bin Awam radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and he narrates this hadith that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَأَنْ يَأْخُذَ أَحَدُكُمْ أَحْبُلَهُ It is better for one of you to take his ropes and go to the mountain, thereby make effort and bring back a bundle of firewood on his back. فَيَأْتِيَ بِحُزْبَةٍ مِنْ حَطَبٍ عَلَى ظَهْرِهِ Thereafter, he sells this in the marketplace and through that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save his face from humiliation. In other words, he is protected from begging and stretching his hand out to people who may or may not give him. Just to reiterate the translation or to repeat, to repeat it, Rasulullah said, It is better for one of you to take his ropes and go to the mountains, make effort and bring back a bundle of firewood which he sells in the marketplace. Thereby, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save him from the disgrace of begging from people and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect him from humiliation. This is better for him then stretching his hand out to people who may or may not give him. So the hadith from the translation we can see is very very clear that Islam advocates, encourages us to earn our livelihood through the effort of our own hands. This is better than, better than begging and better than stretching one's hands out to people. In fact, the subject matter of this hadith reminds us of another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein clearly we see the virtue. A person, like I said, 
Many people, many of us, at some point in this morning will proceed either to his shop or to his job, will spend the entire day earning his livelihood. Obviously, there are three conditions to that in order to get this virtue which I am about to mention. What are the three conditions? One is that during this day, obviously, Zohar Salah will come, Asar Salah will come, the Azan will be called out. For us to come to the masjid and perform our Salah with Jama'at, do not let that engagement in livelihood become an obstacle to carrying out Allah's command. When Allah praises the Sahaba in the Quran, Rijal, la tulhihim tijara, wala bay an dhikrillah, wa iqamis salah wa ita'i zakah, yakhafuna yawman tatakallabu fihi al kulubu wal absar. Allah says these are men who engagement in trade and commerce does not make them negligent of establishing salah and discharging the zakat. They fear a day when the eyeballs of men will be overturned. In other words, the day of akhirat, the day of qiyamah. So, the person goes to work. Zohar salah is in the masjid. Asar salah is in the masjid. The second condition is for us to be truthful in earning our livelihood. This may sound very simple when we say speak the truth. But my respected brothers, unfortunately today when it comes to this aspect of being honest, having integrity in earning one's livelihood, speaking the truth instead of becoming the norm has now become the exception. Out of a hundred people you'll find one person who's honest and ninety-nine are dishonest. Allah forgive us, Allah protect us. Take the trouble just on one day. In fact, today you can take today for example. Become conscious for this entire day that every time I open my mouth in my workplace, how many times am I speaking the truth and how many times am I lying or bending the truth in some way. And you'll be very, very surprised by what you realize. Unfortunately, dishonesty has become the norm. And there are so many virtues in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu of us, of a Muslim particularly, being honest and having integrity in earning his livelihood. And the third condition is do not deceive, do not deceive anyone. In other words, have amanat dari, have trust to worthiness in the manner in which we acquire our livelihood. So if these three conditions are there, like I said, today majority of us will go and engage in some form of earning one's livelihood. What is the virtue of that? Rasulullah said, Man amsa kallan bi amali yadehi amsa maghfuran lahu. That if a person spends the entire day, at the end of the day he is tired, he is fatigued. What was he doing? Was he reading Quran the whole day? Was he making the zikr of Allah the whole day? Was he engaged in dawat and tabliq the whole day? No. Kalan bi amaliyadeh, he was tired and fatigued at the end of the day because he was earning his livelihood. Through the fruit of, or the labor of his own hands, he became tired in earning his livelihood to put halal food in front of his family. What is the result of that? Rasulullah said, Amsa maghfuran lahu. At the end of that day, Allah makes him sinless. Allah wipes away all his sins. In other words, this person becomes a jannati through one day's toil in earning his livelihood, provided these conditions are met. Sachaiho, honesty, amanadari, trustworthiness. And obviously his engagement in livelihood does not, in earning his livelihood, does not become an obstacle. 
to his salah, etc. So we learn from this, my respected brothers, that Islam greatly stresses the dignity and honor of a human being by encouraging a lifestyle of self-sufficiency. Don't stretch your hands out to others. Earn your own livelihood. There is no better earning than that. By discouraging a culture of begging, the integrity and honor of a human being is preserved. Allah give us the fix.